Hi friends, Gerald Law here. Welcome to the Love Lake Norman podcast. Love Lake Norman is a church in Cornelius, North Carolina, whose mission is to help people find and follow Jesus. You're about to hear a message that will be helpful and hopeful. Our goal is to encourage you to take the next step in your faith. Wherever you are, we want you to know that God has a plan and a purpose for you. Thanks for spending time with us today. We hope you enjoy this message. Hey, so it's our five-year anniversary as a church, as Love Lake Norman, and it has been an amazing five years. We've had a lot of fun here. Uh, We always do. That's a core value of ours, actually. We also believe that volunteers, we have an incredible volunteer team. They get it done. That's another one of our core values. We think that generosity is a lifestyle, and we've tried to live that out. And uh, Love Lake Norman started with a small group of people and a dream of a place where the seeker, the struggler, the skeptic even, could find answers to their questions and hope in Jesus. And this is more about Jesus than anything anybody did. It's more about who he is than, than who we are. This is more about what he can do than what we have done. It's, it's more about what Jesus wants to do in this community than what we could do on our own. And so we're going to talk about that and tell you a story about that today of who he is, who he's been to us as a church and who he wants to be for you today. This is what the scriptures say. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the sheep gate, a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. So this man was lying by this pool that was supposed to be a healing pool with with all these other disabled people, people who were blind or or lame or paralyzed. And the the story with this pool was that, that every so often during the day, the pool would bubble up because angels would come down and stir the water, causing it to have these healing properties for the first person to get down into the water. Not for anybody else, just like the first person. That was the story, at least. And, and, and now this man had been there for 38 years. It's a lot of time passing, just living with his disability, waiting to get down into the healing pool, hoping for a miracle. In fact, he likely wasn't hoping for a miracle any longer. This was just his life, living with his disability, being reminded of it every single day, reminded of his past. Maybe there was a day in his past where he'd been in an accident or he'd had a disease that had done this to him. We don't really know, but what we know is that he had lived his entire life with that incident determining so much about who he was and what he could or could not do. And and so let me stop right there and say this with with credit to a guy, a pastor named Joseph Barkley for this idea. Uh, we, We all live with three time zones that we're in all at once. We all live in three different time zones, simultaneously in our past and in our present and in the future. And most of the time, what we do is we allow by default for our past to tell us what we're capable of in our future, our past failures, our past struggles, our our past problems, our past history. We allow our past to have a lot of say-so in our present and in our our, our future. That's what this man was doing. His past injury, the accident, the deformity, whatever had happened was determining the trajectory of his entire life. There was no getting past it. There was no getting over it. It it was what it was. In fact, he was his disability and and that wasn't apparently going to change. For, for, For a lot of you, your past has determined a lot about how you're living in your present today and what you think about your future. 
And, and so living in the past, it's always reliving those days in the past, wondering if things could have been done differently and things might have turned out differently if this had happened or that. Wondering what could have happened if, if you'd done this instead of that or if, if, if one thing that impacted you so negatively, maybe if it didn't happen at all, how life would be. We allow our past to determine what we're capable of in our present and in our future. We let our failure define us. We let our loss define us. We let what you know, that person said, or, or, or what we did as a child, or, or, or what our present, we let our present be deeply affected by that. But what if I told you there's another way to live? It's getting a clear, white-hot vision of your future and what's possible, and letting that dictate what you need to do in the present moment. Like having such a strong view of your future that, that you make decisions about the present, not based on the past, but, but based on what you want and see for your future. This man was about to discover what so many of us here have found as we have formed and joined into this community of Christ seekers and Christ followers together over the last five years, that, that, that when you come into contact with Jesus, like the real Jesus, you come into contact with the one who holds your future in his hands, the, the one who sees into your future and sees beyond your problems. Here's what happened when Jesus saw him lying there and, and learned that he'd been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? But before I get to that question, he asks, I want you to notice this small but incredibly significant thing Jesus does. He sees him and it says Jesus saw him. I, I know that you feel like no one knows what you're going through. No one knows what your problems are. No one sees and definitely no one cares about your struggle. Jesus sees you. In your loneliness, Jesus sees you. In your physical pain, Jesus sees you. In your emotional or mental struggle, Jesus sees you. In all of your unmet potential and your unrealized dreams, Jesus sees you. And he not only sees you as you are, he sees you as you can be. Because you're not the only one with a vision for your life. He has a vision for your life too, but, but, but he needs you to answer a question first just like he needed to ask this man a question first. And so he asked the, the man, do you want to get well? Now, maybe that comes off as insulting at first. Do I want to get well, Jesus? I mean, what do you think I'm doing here at this pool? What do you think I've done all of this for this whole time? In fact, the invalid says this. He says, sir, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. And notice he doesn't actually say, yes, I want to get well. He offers up a couple of lame complaints. Nobody's helping me. And, and when I do, you know, try to get in Jesus, somebody's always getting down in front of me. It's really annoying. And remember that they thought it was only the first one in the water who received that healing. But also my guess is that after 38 years, he probably gotten pretty comfortable with his problem. And after that long, you have to assume someone's bringing him to the pool every day. Someone's giving him food every day and he, he sees the same people every day. Everybody's dealing with the same kinds of issues. People know him and they know him as, hey, that's like Fred, you know, the, the guy who's had that awful accident 38 years ago, remember that? And, and they talk about that. How, how often do excuses win the day? But it's like author Annie Dillard says, she says, how we spend our days is of course how we spend our lives. Life is going by here. So Jesus is cutting directly to the point. Do you really want to get well? What does your future 
look like? Are you ready to change? Or have you gotten really comfortable with where you are, your problems and all? No, Jesus sees beyond your past, through your present and into your future, and he wants to pull you forward into it. And this man's response was enough for Jesus. It was enough for him. What, is, what does Jesus say? Does he say, uh, hey, come take this series of classes and when you're finished, let's assess things then. No. Does he say, well, well, let's make sure you have all your questions answered about God and and the world and why bad things happen first and, and then you can follow me? No, he doesn't say that. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured, he picked up his mat and he walked. Here was a man who was like straddling his past and his present with his life. He was living with all of, all of the weight of the past on him, unable to see the future for himself. And, and here's Jesus standing in between this man's present and his future, calling him forward into the future that he had envisioned for him, telling him, hey, your past is your past, but it doesn't have to be your future. Your past is real, but it doesn't define who you are. And let me say this to you today. Your past is your past, but it doesn't have to be your future. Your past is real, but it doesn't define who you are. There are moments in your life where you need to hear what Jesus is saying to you. Sometimes you need to hear strongly and clearly Jesus saying to you, get up, pick up your mat and walk. And this man who had laid there for 38 years and had no thoughts about his future other than, I guess I'm gonna come back to this pool, you know, tomorrow again, he suddenly had a future, he suddenly had potential because he realized in that instant that his past didn't define him any longer, it didn't have to, that there was life ahead, not because he said so, or because he stuck his toes in that pool, but because Jesus said so. That there was real healing from his past into the presence so that there could be real hope for a future. And this is commanding Jesus. This is tell me what to do, Jesus. And sometimes we need that. He wants to make you well. That's his goal. And that will take an abrupt change in your behavior and mine too. You might have to take a risk. You might have to take a risk. You might have to have the conversation that you don't want to have. You might have to start the thing that you're afraid to start. You might have to admit that you can't help yourself, that it's becoming unmanageable. You might have to ask for help. All these things may be important and necessary, but with the ultimate realization that Jesus wants you to get up. Sometimes you just need to get up and walk. It's what this whole five years for our church has been about, declaring the message And and that message in us trying to live in it daily, that Jesus is not done with you even when you think life is done. That when you're feeling beaten up and kicked when you're down, when you're feeling powerless, that in Jesus there's hope. Because he holds your past, he holds your present, and he holds your future together in his hands all at once. And he sees greater things for your life and your future than you can possibly imagine. So if you've been here for this entire ride with us, that's awesome and I'm so glad. Or or if this is like the first time you've watched or participated or the first month, you came at the best possible time. You really are here when the cement is still wet where, where you can make a huge difference by serving and giving and inviting your friends to experience the life changing healing power of Jesus. 
Because even if you weren't here for the first five, you can be here for the next five. And God not only has a future in mind for you, he has a future in mind for this, this church. And we believe that future is gonna involve growth and always making room for one more. And that's gonna involve facility conversations and, and a greater presence in our community through things like Love Local and ultimately a place where Jesus continues to change lives and bring the kind of healing that only he can bring. We wanna invite you into that with us. Let's pray. God, we're grateful for the five years that you've given us for what you're doing, what you've done, and what you will do in the future. We're so thankful, Father, that you have given everything to us so that we might love you and serve you better. God, would you continue to grow us and unite us as a church, show us the path ahead, and draw people to you for your name's sake. And we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for listening. You can find out more about Love Lake Norman at lovelkn.org. If you live in our area, we would love to have you join us on Sunday. If you're not near our church, we want to encourage you to find a life-giving church to be a part of where you live. That will be a key next step on your spiritual journey. Please take a minute, subscribe to this podcast, and keep up to date with our weekly messages. And thanks again for joining the Love Lake Norman podcast.